0: Who is St. James? We're celebrating today the solemnity of St. James. This is our, our Feast of Title as a community. And so it's really important to talk about who this apostle is. Because by discovering who he is, we get to learn about ourselves. We get to learn about our mission. And you might know some maybe bits and pieces about St. James, that he was one of the three closest disciples of our Lord. Remember that it was him and two other guys that got to see our Lord transfigured on the mountaintop. He was one of the first of the disciples to be called. He's very close to the Lord. This is a reminder to us that we are called to be close to the Lord. He was a fisherman. This means he worked hard. As those gathered here at the mission of St. James... We work hard. Mission work is hard work. Um, We get here bright and early to get all this set up here and put it away afterwards. Lots of hard work. His mom was very bold. She asked that James and his brother be able to sit at the right and left hand of the Lord. So we're in the gospel today. Uh, This is a reminder to all of us as the community of St. James. We're called to be bold in our service to one another. He was the first of the apostles to be martyred, to be killed for the faith. This is why I'm wearing red today. And remember that St. James was a martyr in the year 44. Why was he killed first? Because he was so zealous in the preaching of the gospel that Herod wanted him dead. And so he was killed in the year 44. A reminder to us that you and I are called to be zealous in sharing about our faith, no matter what the cost. So these are just a few of the things that we know about St. James from the Scripture. But there's more. There's lots of stories and traditions. Some of them you may have heard. Some of them you might not have heard. That have been passed on down. To help us to understand James, this apostle. And how the Lord has worked through his life. And how the Lord has even worked through his death. According to the stories that have been passed on down. James was so zealous for sharing with others about our Lord Jesus that he preached the gospel all the way to Spain, from Jerusalem to Spain. This is a long ways. This is something like you going down to Miami and preaching on foot all the way to Washington State, plus about another three hundred or so miles. This is what Saint James did. Uh, he got to, Sp- to Spain, uh, to the Iberian Peninsula, what is now modern day Spain, and. Uh, He's kind of discouraged, I guess, he and his disciples that were there. And the Blessed Mother appeared to him. This is the year 40, uh, standing on a pillar. You can go to Spain today where they reverence Our Lady of Pilar. And she encouraged him. She asked him to build a chapel there in Spain and to then go back to Jerusalem. So that's what he did. They, he and his disciples built a small chapel there in Spain. He went back to Jerusalem, and he was martyred a few years later. But his bones were brought back to Spain, and they were buried there. This is a testament to his evangelistic zeal. However, through the ravages of time, the place of James' burial, his relics, his bones, were forgotten until the year 820. In the year 820, there was this hermit Who saw this light, these stars over this field? And he was drawn to this field and he discovered once again the burial place of the relics of St. James, the bones of St. James. That fields and the town took the name called Compostela. So, Campo from campus or a place, and Stella from star. Compostela. You can go go to Compostela today in Spain. And uh, they, they built. uh, People began going on pilgrimages to go and visit these bones of Saint James. This would become one of the great uh, three of the three Christian pilgrimages of Christendom, uh, right alongside the pilgrimage to the Holy Lands and also to Saint Peter's Basilica. There were so many pilgrims that were drawn to the bones, to the relics of Saint James, to go on this pilgrimage to encounter this one who had wanted so much to share about our Lord, but found himself discouraged. And the hope that he gave to many in his journey, his pilgrimage, that many would follow in his footsteps. So many would follow that they would build a grand cathedral there, the Cathedral of Santiago there in Capistela, And uh, the towns and villages all around there begin to come together And work on the paths and the different uh, roads to the cathedral that began building places of lodging. It brought together hundreds and thousands of people uh, and nations all around there who worked together. As those seeking to go on this trail to discover our Lord, to discover hope through the preaching, through the relics of St. James were drawn from far and wide hundreds of thousands of people whose hope was lifted, whose hearts were lifted, as the Lord continued to work through St. James on up through the centuries. Then something happened that seemingly would obliterate all of this. This is in the 1500s. This is a time of great difficulty for the church. This was when what we call the Protestant Reformation took place. There were uh, enemies working against the church, both from within and from without. It was a combination of, of bad leadership in the church at the time, new heresies, pride, and sin. And the church, the body of Christ, began to be torn apart, torn into these pieces. This unity was beginning to be lost. This This new thing that we call denominations began to come about. And as a result of this loss of unity, the bones of St. James, the relics of St. James, the way of St. James, the Camino, was forgotten. For the most part, uh, people ceased to visit St. James, these relics, to ask him for his prayers. This whole pilgrimage, all the unity that allowed all this to take place, was gone. It ceased, was forgotten for another 400 years. Speed forward to 1879. This is a difficult time in the world, a time when people seemed separated from their identity, from their purpose, from meaning. This is a time of industrialization. Nations were beginning to realize their strength, their power, And many nations began taking over the roles of the church, the traditional roles of the church. Education was secularized. Taxes, church taxes, and tithes were abolished. Countries, for the first time, began to regulate marriage and divorce. They took over uh, death and birth records. Nationalism came to prominence. It was, you're more focused on your own identity as a nation. My country first. Historical accuracy was replaced with stories meant to stoke patriotism. This is a time of growth of armies in which the groundwork would begin to be laid for the world wars of the next century. It was during this time when all hope and meaning seemed to be lost amidst a swirl of power grabs that the Holy Spirit began to move. The Holy Spirit was at work that he prodded the heart of the archbishop there in Spain over the Cathedral of Santiago of St. James to begin conducting excavations. And they discovered the relics, the bones of St. James and two of his disciples, and examined them and found them to be trustworthy using the scientific methods of the time. This is authenticated by Pope Leo Thirteenth, And in 1884, he encouraged the pilgrimages to begin again. And they did. But very slowly, it was but a trickle of people that were going to see, to discover who this St. James was, and the one to whom he points, our Lord Jesus Christ, Yet slowly, during this time, over the next hundred years, those paths of pilgrimage were being rebuilt. The places of lodging for pilgrims, this unity of people working together to discover who St. James was to support these pilgrims, all these things began to slowly begin to be rebuilt. Fast forward a little bit more to 1982. John Paul II, the saintly pope, visited the relics of St. James, and he said this from the grave site, from the burial place of St. James. He said, I, the bishop of Rome and pastor of the universal church, send out a cry of love. Come back to St. James. Find yourself. You can go to the to the relics of St. James, the burial place, and you can see these words. They've been etched in stone there at the site. And when the saintly pope said these words, something happened. The floodgates were opened. Hundreds of thousands of pilgrims began to take up this call. The pilgrims, in fact, they returned to pre-Reformation level. Hundreds of thousands of people We're beginning to come to discover who this St. James was, and to the one to whom he points, his life points, his relics points, his bones continue to shout to us about our Lord Jesus Christ and the hope of the gospel. Nations begin to come back together as these uh, people uh, to bring hope and healing and meaning. God continues to work in and through his saints He works through St. James, the apostle, pointing to the hope, the goodness of the gospel, to our Lord Jesus Christ. Today, on this solemnity of St. James, which we're celebrating as a community, we are symbolically coming back to St. James, to the one after whom this community is named, and remembering who we are, remembering what we are about. Because you see, in many ways, our story parallels his. You know, this liturgy, this beautiful liturgy that is just now coming back into the church was uh, one of the foremost liturgies that was celebrated during the time when also devotion to St. James was at a great height during the Middle Ages, during this time of great unity in the church. And then... Because of the Reformation, uh, this liturgy, which was mainly used by the English-speaking peoples in England and Ireland and Scotland and some of the surrounding areas, was torn away from the rest of the church. And many would find themselves separated from the church. This unity that would be lost for the next, you know, four and a half centuries. But all this is beginning to change. The Holy Spirit is at work. Knitting the church back together. So this liturgy, which we're celebrating here today, was brought back into the church like a lost treasure, like the, like the relics of St. James that have been forgotten. This liturgy, this beauty is, be, is being rediscovered during a time really of great division in our world and in our nation. Yet there's a unity that the Holy Spirit is bringing about through this liturgy and through the church. Our, our journey parallels St. James in many ways. Also, when, you know, striking this new mission here in Jacksonville, it recalls the evangelistic zeal of St. James. He got discouraged sometimes during his mission. We get discouraged sometimes. Yeah, we work hard. We put our hope in the Lord. We trust in him. No matter what the challenge is, no matter how much time that it takes, like those who returned to St. James, to the the Camino, the Way of St. James, this pilgrimage. So also, uh, we're inviting those to join us in journey to discover who St. James is, discover who our Lord Jesus is, the one to whom James points. Evangelization. And also community, as we're a mission here that emphasizes especially community, our care for one another. You know, this reflects this care for the pilgrims, the places of lodging and the trails that they built, uh, the people coming together to support them. So also here at St. James, this community of St. James, we're working to build the structures and uh, to be able to foster that community, those places of people, they can become parts of this, a place where they can build meaningful relationships. We're working to be a people of hospitality welcoming and building relationships with our fellow Catholics here throughout the Diocese of St. Augustine, with our Protestant brothers and sisters, with non-believers, those who we'd like to share with about our Lord Jesus Christ, about his Apostle St. James. Of course, with ordinariate members who come from all over the country and stop in to visit us from time to time, we welcome them because we're a place of community, a place of bringing people together, rebuilding unity This is what St. James the Apostle worked for as well. So our journey, who we are as a community, parallels his in many ways, both in his life and in his death, how the Lord would continue to work through him. We are a community of St. James the Apostle. We believe that he's in heaven, praying for us, looking out for us. We believe that the Lord continues to work through him. It was life in mysterious ways throughout the ages. We're grateful to be part of St. James' story. We're people of reverent worship, of courageous evangelization, of dedicated community. We are a people of St. James, the Apostle. Amen.